0: Hare Krishna. I've been asked by disciples of His Holiness Purnachandra Goswami Maharaj to speak about him as the uh, commemoration of his disappearance from this world is just coming up. I'm very happy to do so, to purify myself by remembering a great Vaishnava. <clears throat> it's a short notice, and I didn't have extensive association with him so I won't be saying that much although we did share some good times together and we were just getting to know each other more and more but then he passed away from this world he was based in England for quite some time but only after I had left there he's born in America, and he was on, as far as I remember, he was on the Radha Damodar Party, famous in the mid 19 early to mid-1970s. And like pretty much all the devotees I know, or many of them who were on that party, he uh, always had a great sense of respect and gratefulness for His Holiness, Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, who was the driving force behind the massive efflorescence of book distribution in America through the, that was occasioned through the Radha Damodar traveling Sankitan party. he, yeah, he was in England, and I, I, I was, I, he came to England, i I was born in England, this time round, and I left England fairly soon after joining, to come to India and subsequently spend time in Bangladesh and other countries, uh, but then, starting from 1986, I started to come to the West regularly, including brief stops in England, and I used to see him there. Um, Two things I remember about, two things in particular I remember, about seeing him in England, two incidents, you could say. One was at Bhaktivedanta Manor just outside London. I was in the guest room, or what do I know, what's it called, the Prabhupada Disciples' Room, looking out, I, I just looked out on the lawn there, and he was sitting there, and he was sitting there giving a class to three or four devotees, and then he was just talking with them on and on, I I believe he had a scheduled time, but then afterwards he was just going on talking and talking to them. Of course, I was at a distance, I couldn't hear what he was saying. But I was struck by the fact that even though he was uh, known as an accomplished preacher, um, but that... and then he, he had many devotees who were interested to associate with him, but he was quite happy to give what we call quality time, hours and hours, to just one or two individuals. Either the group was four or five, and then it reduced to one or two, and then he was just, he was just personally talking to them. So that struck me, that he, was, he dealt with uh, He was prepared to give himself to individuals. Another, and this might have come before that, I can't remember the chronology, and doesn't matter that much, was at Soho Street Temple, where I came in. Um, He'd already started giving his talk. It uh, it was the morning talk on Balaram's appearance day, Balaram Purnima. And it was a, a superb talk. And I got to know as I listened to more of his talks. All his talks were superb. They are very, very deeply researched with all quotes from so many different shastras and comments of previous acharyas. I was was very impressed with it, and I got a recording of it after that talk, so I could hear the beginning also. And then I got the idea, well, there's so much in here, you could make a whole book out of it so taking his permission i got that transcribed and then i started work uh expanding it a bit adding a few things and making it into a book on balaram that book on balaram has been uh in the womb for a long time still hasn't come out uh looking forward to it when it comes but uh then I, myself, at the request of disciples in Croatia, started to hold an annual festival in Croatia. And for, especially for my disciples, and others would come also. Because, therefore, I had disciples from around the country. And then uh, we used to invite guest speakers also. And one time he came and we wanted other times he would come also and as usual he uh no i no actually I, I i met him at a at a festival before that in croatia and um that was organized by Iskon zagreb at the time at some campsite Inland, before they started doing it on the coast, with some lake there. I believe it was. I don't know. The memory is a strange thing. <laughs> uh, whatever I, whatever I have, I don't have a photogenic memory. Anyway, I remember one time we got into discussing and uh, the the Rupa Goswami's verse. That we find in Chaitanya Charitamrita that explains the Yakomarahara verse that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu mysteriously recited at Rathiyatra, and then Rupa Goswami made a, a, a verse to explain that and how this all unfolds as the Rathiyatra. And, and uh, so that, that was a nice discussion. Yeah, and in Lika, that was in Croatia, where we had my Disciples Festival. Naturally, some of his disciples came also. And I, I uh, yeah, we were all, uh, we all had the experience at that festival. We were all very impressed by his presentation of Shastra. He's very learned, very thorough in his presentations. Very sober, and there's no showmanship there. Um, very thoughtful, he wasn't just repeating, but he, he blended it together and he, he contemplated it also. And at the same time, while bringing in so many points from previous acharyas, at the same time, very faithful to Srila Prabhupada and Srila Prabhupada's style of presentation, not pre- not presenting it in some kind of way that. Sometimes we see devotees who give or, uh, talks from higher or high-level topics, but he, he was very cautious not to publicly venture into areas that uh, Śrīla Prabhupāda cautioned us not to, to discuss publicly. And he also didn't come off like you know I, I'm I, now'm I'm, I'm giving you all the highest things and'm I'm, I'm the savior of iskon or any such thing it was it was his relishing of the pastimes of Krishna and the tattva the philosophical understandings concerning Krishna he was relishing that and sharing that mm. uh. Just one little incident, is a funny thing in Croatia, that, at that Lika camp, because I used, to, uh, I used to put eye drops, water-based eye drops, in my eyes and regularly. So he saw me doing that once. I was just about to go and give a class and he said uh oh you're putting in some artificial tears you must have learned it from the sahajias in Bangladesh." he's joking of course and i said no 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 they, they, they don't do that they they use chili powder <laughs> the real serious ones who want to get lots of tears they use chili powder i know just a, a little touch of it otherwise it would be, wouldn't just be it would be torrents of tears, if you you use more than one or two grains of chili powder. So that was a little joking exchange. We had... uh, in Russia, I saw him maybe a few times there at different festivals. He he spent time learning Russian because he wanted to interact with the Russian devotees in, in a without having to go through a translator. He spent about one year of his life, uh, of course, not ceasing to do activities of Krishna consciousness or giving talks or any such thing. But uh, he would go every day for Russian, learning Russian, living in Moscow, I believe it was. And he was at the point where he, he he would talk with the devotees, um, he would interact with them. he have conversations with them. Uh, very peaceful by nature. And once then, somehow in conversation, he told me he's from New York City. I was surprised, you're from New York? I was surprised because we generally think of New York as, as being very sharp, and, uh, yeah, very, they're, they're not peaceful. Not that they don't have good, they have very good very good qualities for getting things done in the world. So many of our leaders of the Christian Conscious Movement came from New York City, but we generally don't think of them as being very peaceful personalities. So I, I was surprised and he said, yeah, I, I, it's possible to change which suggests that he was previously um, quite passionate, you might say, also. He was very peaceful. He created, in the sense that he creates, creates a peaceful kind of atmosphere around him. There are some devotees like that, Krishna, Kshetra, is like that also. He's so peaceful that he creates peacefulness around himself. He just cools everyone down when he comes in any place Chandra Maharaj was that rare kind of person who pretty much everyone likes Ajata Shatru it's hard to find anyone who didn't like who didn't like him or who was inimical towards him it wasn't only soft Spoken. he was also outspoken, he wasn't afraid to speak out. In fact, he made a whole book, the title of which I don't remember, Hidden, Hidden Obstacles on the Path of Devotional Service, something like that, in which he frankly discusses various syndromes within the Krishna consciousness movement that he had observed and wasn't hard to observe, but sometimes you need someone to point out things. Things uh, like uh, devotees equating uh, leadership positions within the movement with spiritual advancement and uh, exploiting devotees by leaders and using the spiritual principle of surrender to get devotees to Kowtow to your will uh, and to stifle their spiritual progress and to make them instead. One of the points he made in that small book was that um, Srila Prabhupada wanted disciples who are. independently thoughtful, but that is often stifled by leaders or managers who want followers who are not independently thoughtful because they're they're troublesome. So in that sense, there were some who were not so happy with him, but his Personality was that he pointed out problems without uh, pointing fingers at individuals. His New York background, I guess, that made him very down to earth. Also, that's one thing. He was—he uh, in, in was a guru within a movement, sannyasi and guru. Uh, well, he took sannyas just shortly before he left this world. But, but uh, even before he started accepting disciples formally, he was clearly a spiritual leader, in as much as he gave spiritual guidance, and he wasn't the type who was going to go out and s- storm the world and initiate left, right, and center. And make he always kept a somewhat low profile. But his own qualities, he he was. Uh, ...recognized, Um, just another couple of incidents from Russia, I remember, it must have been the last time, no, no, let's get it in different order Then one time uh, in Mongolati in the South Russia camp... uh, there were very few devotees in Mongalati, about maybe less, around a hundred or less than a hundred, which isn't many when there are about 4,000 attendees at the festival. Uh, I, 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 maybe that was the last time I went to such festivals because they often go on late at night and then no one, including leaders, turn up for Mongalati. But he, I think he was there and I was there, out of all the leaders. or the, um, Maybe there were others also, but I, I was leading the kirtan, and I was trying to lead a. As I usually, when I lead Mongolati kirtan, I usually start off slow, and then gradually speed up. But the devotees, they couldn't follow slow; they were they all they could do was sing fast. And I was trying to slow them down. After I tried a few times, he just quietly leaned over to me and said, look, if, you, if they can't follow, why don't you go along with them? And so I, I acquiesced with his uh, advice. And then I, I believe the last time I saw him was, it was in Moscow and I, I went in to see him, it was early morning, I can't remember why I did it, it was during Japa period, I don't usually talk with others at that time, maybe I was leaving, I, I can't remember. And uh, he was sitting alone in the room that had been allocated to him with everything dark and just a candle burning that's all of course he could have put the light on, but he liked to chant just just enough light to to see things if you need to see things, otherwise just enough light and uh, very very soft light, and then we spoke a little bit. And I believe at that time he said he was going to go for treatment and this and that, and he might pass away. And didn't seem to be disturbed by that at all. Uh, just one more thing I should mention, and anyone who knows Punyachandra Maharaj at all will know this very well. He's he also had. Uh, great love for kirtan and led very uh very led very uh lively kirtans no not not very lively in the sense that the pounding and this and that but uh, happy happy kirtans very expert madanga player and uh one thing i remember also that he smiled a lot smiled and laughed not uproarious laughter but was, could, uh, he was always open to crack a, a joke, to share jokes. Uh, he left this world at a relatively young age, uh, too soon, just he, he, obviously learning Russian, he had a plan to put in a lot of time in that huge field. Uh, we left this world young, such is the will of Krishna, we can't understand Hare Krishna. That's all I remember for now. It was, uh, I'm sure many, many devotees remembering him who say they, they lost a friend, but not lost because we're all eternally related. In the service of Krishna, particularly we're at he and I and so many others are eternally related at the lotus feet of his divine grace Srila Prabhupada and we enter this world, we leave this world and ultimately we all have to join in Krishna's world, which he spoke about uh, and directed us toward. So thank you to him, and thank you for his disciples who asked me to speak about him. Hare Krishna, mancha kalpa tarubhyascha, pripa sindhubhyascha, patita nam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namah.